sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice, and my mano imano, my verbal sparring partner. Uh, the person who uh, uh, thinks he's doing something right now. So, you know, so go, go on with your little, with your little, as a matter of fact, yeah, go on with your little talk or whatever because i'm feeling real froggy today i got a whole lot of 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 pent up uh not animus but uh uh energy i feel like, I feel like your animosity is is placed in the wrong place okay you messed up last week good sir okay your cardinals lost um earlier uh this week okay sir it, it's not on me all right I'm and, and you all drafted ben simmons we also traded Ben Simmons, so I'm not even mm-hmm. worried about that. And <laughs> and you and you picked up Madam Blueberry. I mean, uh, James Harden. Do y'all have a a basketball team in Missouri? Oh, okay, okay. I I didn't think so. That doesn't anyway, matter. My anyway. my squad went to the finals last year, sir, sir. And and where are they now? They're in turmoil. Okay. Now let They're me go. Not, they they are growing. Uh, off of the the camaraderie that was built last they're, year, they're in turmoil. And shout out to Neil Long. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to introduce to you the man, the myth, the legend, the flubberer, <laughs> the voice. <laughs> How you feeling today, sir? Me, I I'm, I'm feeling, feeling good because you you can't even say flubber. No, I said you're the make, flubberer. You, that's right, you, you you're making you're, up words. That's not that's not you're you're the flubberer. That's not a word. Sir, my nickname is is Wilders, and I talk about my luxurious skin all the time. I can mm-hmm. make the words. This is this is what I do. Okay. Now I, I know you're excited to get into some combat sports because because we, we got some some good things to talk about. However, it would be remiss of me to mention my Philadelphia Phillies, because I know that's gonna make you understand. You already said something about them. Like oh, I said, I, I want all the smoke. They suck, they're gonna lose. Uh does Ryan Clark still play for them? No. Uh, he was from St. Louis, so who cares about the the Phillies? I don't think that you want any smoke in your older age, sir, because you might have asthma. Okay, I got <laughs> asthma. I took off work yesterday because of my asthma. I got my inhaler today, though. So what's up? You still not doing nothing with it, sir? Okay, and the proof is in the pudding that we saw in the beginning of the video last week. Okay, okay, you you you, you sound like a Cowboys for. fan right now. You talking you about the past. Listen, you came in here with that energy. All right, I, look, I, I, I told you, I got some some I got some uh, uh some some energy that needs to be released. So I good. want all the smoke, yes, sir. You you should have had that energy with that intro last week. Okay, let's let's go ahead and move on uh to, to yeah, some amazing. Yeah, yeah let, let's get out the past. Um, first of all. First of all, I want to get started with it seems that social media seems to be the place that everybody is is taking their uh their match requests to. Um I want to yeah. get started uh first off uh which man Usman 
who is wanting that rubber match to happen immediately. Um, and Leon Edwards say, yo, it can happen, but it's going to happen in my backyard. Mm-hmm. So, voice, take us through that one. Um, and I'm sure there's that, I think there's at least two or three more uh, bouts that are expected to happen, but it's through social media. So uh, t- t- <laughs> tell us how you're feeling about all these. Well, I think Leon has um, he has all the right to say where he wants the fight to take place. He is a champion, but not only is he the champion, he has been so greatly disrespected by fight fans as well as the UFC. So while he's in a position to call shots, he needs to call the shots because there's not a, it's not a given that he's going to retain the title. Let's remember he was losing the fight. And then he snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. So, yeah, make your claims, not do all that. But here's the thing. Even him saying this, Dana White said as soon as the fight was made that making the rematch in the UK would probably be the best thing. So he's really not saying anything. You know, it's kind of a given that that's where it's going to take place. So if he needs to say these things to to hype himself up or to make himself uh, seem as if he's calling shots when he's not, Hey, more power to you. Um, am I looking forward to the fight? Absolutely. And I would love for it to be over there uh, because fights in the UK, especially what uh, the UFC does in the UK, uh, Bellator too, but fights in the UK are the deal. And uh, they've been doing very, very well. They, uh, the UFC has been on a really good run in the UK as of late. Uh, sold out arenas where they go and the energy has been off the meter so yeah uh call your shot say it has to be uh in the uk even though like i said the, the, the he ain't even had a belt for two hours before dana said the same thing you know but yeah go on go on, go on do your thing partner do your thing Hey, well, uh, another uh fighter that we talk about here a lot on the main card tank davis uh mm-hmm. So apparently there may be a possibility that the bout between he and Ryan Garcia may be done. Now I want to mention before you get into that, uh, another great fighter that we're actually going to be talking about in a little bit. Devin Haney recently came out and said, Tank Davis doesn't want to fight nobody. It's been like that for a while now. He's running scared. Boys, go on, give us your thoughts on that. And also your thoughts on the uh, Davis Garcia bout. Devin Haney. Devin Haney is a champion. Devin Haney, by being the undisputed champion, holds all the cards. Um, His statement is not correct. I believe Tank Davis truly wants to fight the best that are out there. He wants to get in there and mix it up with uh, the other Kings in boxing in his uh around his weight at this moment the issue is his management doesn't want him to fight anybody you know he he said himself after the Rolly romero fight it was like they keep giving me these these dudes he knows he's fighting bums and, and and nobodies and people he shouldn't be fighting he knows that he's expressed his displeasure with the matchmaking but can't be that displeased if you re-upped with him. That that's where uh that's where Devin may have a point. Because if you really wanted to fight somebody, you would have left Mayweather uh 
promotions after that last fight and you didn't. So, you know, uh, Devin has a little bit of a point there, but it the well, no, actually, it, you know, your promoters won't give you anybody. So it's up to you to make a change. And, you know, we're not really thinking about it because that's what Devin did. It's not that he couldn't fight anybody, but the fights that he wanted, he couldn't get made with Eddie Hearn. So Eddie gave him his blessing. He went off and now he's getting the fights that he wanted. He got all the titles. You know, he he became the man. He silenced a lot of folks. You know, people calling him the uh, uh, Internet champion, you know, Internet champion anymore. So I, I have to retract my statement because it's really on tank to make things happen. Devin just showed you can make it happen if you want to make it happen. Right. Do you want to make it happen? Well, I think also the issue is, is that they're looking to make this fight with Ryan Garcia immediately because a lot of people feel if they wait till 2024, it's not going to be worth it because most people feel like Ryan Garcia is going to lose before then. So it, I don't why, know. Why would they wait till 2024? Because if they they were trying to make the fight, from what I read, they were trying to make the fight for December. Mm-hmm. They feel like if they wait, they would end up having to wait until 2024 because gotcha. both fighters would take other other bouts. But then I also read recently that Tank's team doesn't want to hold off on the fight because by 2024, Davis uh, Garcia's name may not mean as much with a loss. That's what it means now, yeah. He, I mean, he has not faced any real competition, according to a lot of people. So he, He's got uh, Luke Campbell on his record. We, we can't... Uh, we can't downplay that. He has mm-hmm. one notable fighter on his record. And if I'm not mistaken, he fought Campbell just after Campbell lost to Loma uh, and he stopped Campbell. So we can't say that he hasn't fought anybody. Uh, likewise with Tank, you can't say he hasn't fought anybody. I mean, he fought an old, old Gamboa who just got knocked out by the guy that he just got done beaten with with half an arm so you know it's he's got some names but generally uh they are much lighter in weight than where tank has been fighting and they just came up for that that fight so th- there was a, a built-in um advantage because oh. of, of the favorable matchmaking okay okay so we got usman edwards mm-hmm. uh davis garcia yeah, so, and, and let me say this because I didn't say I w- I do want to see that fight. Um, I think Tank takes it because uh, it, I'll say this: his fight with Cruz showed me a lot. Before then, Tank was strictly known for his power, which is great, excellent power. But in that fight, he showed he could box, and that's a wrinkle that no one really knew about, and they didn't have to know about it because he was knocking everybody out. Uh, so I do want to see the fight with Garcia, and I give the edge to Tank. As, okay. as much as I talk about the whole matchmaking piece, um, if they get this done, that will be a great benefit to Tank, uh, and it'll be someone that we can say that he's fought. Great, great. Okay, so with those two fights, going along with those two fights, who else should we be expecting to hear from before the end of the year, or who are we looking forward to uh, for the beginning of the year? We should expect to hear Tyson Fury do something because if he doesn't fight somebody in a minute, he go- he's going to get locked up. Like he is going stir crazy right now, retiring, unretiring, calling out 
bums. Matter of fact, well, they're they're saying that he's uh, going to do, or I should say, what's in the the um, what's in the front running for him is. I want to say Dillian White. It's not him. It's uh, Derek Chisor. Derek Chisor for mm-hmm. a third time. And I remember when his name came up, <laughs> Tyson Fury saying, "Sign, you, you, uh, this is the fight that everyone wants to see. Who is everybody? Maybe everybody in your house. But no, I mean, did he look decent? Or I should say, did he win his last fight? Yeah, he did. Chisor won. Um, it was a spirited effort, but he already lost twice to you. Don't nobody want to see that? Nobody. We got to see something, boys. Something has to happen. Yeah, it's yeah, something has to happen. Like, and we talked about this uh, uh, before starting the show. There are so many fights this weekend. Doesn't mean that they all need to be talked about. Very true. Very true. After this break, we're definitely going to get into some of the biggest fights that we're looking forward to this weekend. Want to take a quick break and uh, but before we take a quick break, uh, one fight that has been bandied about for quite some time that I do not expect to see, or let me say, I will be pleasantly surprised if it happens is Errol Spencer Jr. and um, uh, uh, Bud Crawford, who also put up a shut up and said, let me take uh, this into my hands, step away from who I'm with so I can make the fight happen only for the fight still being up in the air. I don't know what the holdup is with that, but they scared at, at this point. I'm ready for Spence to, to move on. Uh, yeah. He's, he's going to move on because he's scared. He don't want that smoke. I'm not. <laughs> oh, you know, let me not say that he's not scared. But I think his promoters don't want to make that fight, which is the right. reason why they did not acknowledge him as a champion in the first place for quite some time until his promotional things came up. Now that it's come up and they're they're working, uh, they're supposedly working with him. Mm-hmm. They're putting all these hurdles in place to keep the fight from happening. I mean, oh, if, so it's more on Spence than it is on Crawford. Yeah, Spence, at least Spence's uh, people because. Crawford agreed to the 60-40 split. He Mm -hmm. agreed not to take any guaranteed money. When have you heard of a a professional prize fight of this magnitude and there's no guaranteed money? He's agreed to nearly everything. The only thing he asked for is, hey, if that's how things are going to go, I need to see the books, which makes sense. You need to make sure y'all not cooking and saying, oh, you know, uh," because it's not only... Is it a 60-40 split on his end? It's a 60-40 split of the profit, not the uh the revenue, the profit. So yeah, I need to see the books and make sure I'm not getting screwed in this, especially with no guaranteed money. Well, I mean, it just kind of depends on who you ask. Cause I, I know uh is it Steven Espinoza, mm-hmm. uh head of Showtime Sports? He actually stated that it's been a lot of media misinformation about the bout. And that they're actually very close to having this having this done and having this signed. I, I hope he's right. Like I said, I will be pleasantly surprised uh, if this is the case because it's supposed to take place day after my birthday. So yeah, I, I would love to celebrate my birthday by watching that fight. But you know that yeah, they have about a month to get all this together, and if they haven't been actively training like the fight is gonna happen. 
then yeah. So yeah, I don't. I I, I personally think if it happens, it's probably going to happen maybe January, February, because the from what I saw previously, it was November nineteenth. Yes, is that what they were referring to? But when he was asked about it, uh, Stephen even stated that he doesn't even know how the date got out there mm. for that. And we're looking at October 11th. I can't see. Now, he yeah. did say that they don't have any, like, B, C, or D options for either fighter because these two want to go at it. But I, he did state that he didn't know how that date got out there. That's why I was saying. I was like, I thought Spence wanted to have the fight happen. But it, it seems like every time you hear something, it's off and on, off and on. Mm-hmm. And uh, De La Hoya has gone out of his way to say that he believes that Crawford will knock Spence out. And I don't I don't know if that happens. Yeah, I don't know if that happens either. I think it would be a, a excellent, excellent fight. It's the fight that most fight fans want to see. Uh, but do the fight promoters want to see it happen? Mm, gotcha. And let me not say that. Does PBC want to see it happen? Because they, they're the only promoter. Okay. But we will see what happens when we come back from this quick break from our sponsor. We got some great fights. We're going to talk Deontay Wilder. We're going to talk Clarissa, uh, Clarissa Shields. So Shields. definitely hold on to it. Uh, we come back from, after this quick break from our brand, Ozell. Yeah. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere, MTNV Sports. I'm so geeked. I'm here with the founder and the CEO of the Ozell brand, our sponsor, Mr. Titus, Ozell Golden. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm blessed. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing great. Yo, do me a favor. Tell me about what got you started making shoes. Man, it's just crazy. It's just growing up in a type of environment I grew up in, mother getting robbed and shot, me being molested, me not knowing who I was as a as a person, as a man, birthed something in me. I started looking at shoes as a way out in middle school, and God gave me this dream and gave me this vision, and boom, it birthed. Man, I saw these shoes. They're beautiful, they're high quality, and they're at a, a good affordable price, bro. What went into making the shoes? Man, it's just me thinking about the shoes that I love, the shoes that I desire as a kid. Well, my mother couldn't afford it. So it's like, now how can I create a shoe at a good quality at affordable price for other families who actually are currently going through what I went through as a kid? Bro, I heard you can play two sports in them. Are they soccer and football cleats? Yeah, man, they two sport cleats, soccer and football. See, growing up, I played multiple sports, so it was just like bouncing from transition from different shoe to shoe. So, hey, it's two and one, so it's a good deal. Where can people find these shoes, man? Man, you go to ozelbrand.com, follow Ozel Brand on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but please subscribe on ozelbrand.com, please. Yo, you heard the man, Mr. Titus, Ozel Golden. That's his middle name, yo. Go, <laughs> go out and support this brother. He is doing his thing. Listen, you want to support him. You want to get these shoes on your feet. Look, they're beautiful, remarkable quality, and at an affordable price. Listen, stop what you're doing. Go to Ozell Brand. That's O-Z-E-L-L brand.com today. And welcome back. I'm just going to put that out there. That was not a stumble. That was me finishing my thought process. Christmas shields. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, let's get into it now, voice. Uh, a fight that people, I don't know if people are excited about, but they are excited to see this fighter return. Deontay Wilder has not been seen in a boxing ring since uh, last since the October trilogy uh, lost to Tyson Fury uh, last year. Now, this Saturday, live from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, Wilder not only makes his return, 
but he's looking to potentially set himself up for another title shot when he faces Robert Hellenius in a 12-round bout. Now, most people are kind of like, who is Robert Hellenius? Now, while he may not be a household name, he's definitely no slouch. He actually comes into Saturday with a 31-3 and record, having won his past three fights via TKO. And one thing to notice here, none of these bouts have went past the sixth round. Now, over a little more than a year ago, there was talks that Deontay Wilder actually had one foot out the door uh, after that second consecutive loss to Fury and that he was looking to actually possibly call it quits. So, Voice, I got three questions here. First, what should we expect from this bout? Second, what does a win from Wilder do here for him? And finally, who should Wilder face next? Because I'm hearing it could be more than Tyson Fury that he's looking to face. Okay. Um uh, as I've shared with you and with our lovely audience more than once, uh, my mama said, <laughs> only know. give him two things at a time because he's going to forget one if you give him three. And I've forgotten nearly every question. So why don't you just give me the first one and then come with the second one and then come with the third. Okay, first off, what should we expect in this bout? We should expect um, Deont. Hmm. Wow. I know what I want to say, but I don't know that I should say it. I'll say this. If history proves us, uh, if things go according to plan, we should see a triumphant Deontay Wilder starching Robert Hellenius. You said he's not a slouch, and I understand why you say that, because, you know, he he's... 33, 3, and 1, I believe. No, 33. I'm sorry, 31 and 3. 31 so, and three. you know, he, he's got a decent record. Uh, you know, like you said, he has knocked out his last three opponents, two of them being the same person uh, in uh, Adam Kovnaki, and he put a stop to his undefeated streak, which is why they ran it back again. It was like, okay, hold on, this wasn't supposed to happen. And then he knocked him out again. So, uh, you know, that that has definitely put him in a great place where he'll probably make a career high payday in this fight. Uh, you know, I mean, he but he's lost to and been knocked out by people like Gerald Washington. You know, Gerald Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Um, you know, and, you know, he lost to Dillian White, which, OK, we know about him. You know, he also got knocked out by Johan Duhoppers. You know, you know him, right? No. Yeah. Me neither. So, um <laughs> You know, he, he's beat a lot of people, and that says a lot. But, you know, as far as having the, the quality of competition, that's a, that's a different story. And he has, again, not only lost, but been knocked out by people that, yeah, outside of me just saying their names, you probably have never heard of. So, again, uh, what, what to expect, we should expect. Deontay Wilder to be triumphant. If Hellenius were to keep this knockout streak going, ooh, man, um, he he will be next in line to fight uh, um, Andy Ruiz on Cinco de Mayo, which is probably not, I think this is your last question, who uh, do we expect Wilder to face? Yeah. That's the fight I expect to see uh, happen, unless, unless Tyson Fury uh, is successful in whatever fight he has, 
then I could see that possibly happening a fourth time. Um, yeah, but Tyson Fury, outside of fighting in the UK, has got some issues because of his connection with Daniel Kennehan. He can't get in the US, his brother can't get in the US. So, um, yeah, it could be Fury that he would face. Uh, it could be AJ that he would face. That was something that was being bandied about. Um, I don't like that fight for AJ either. No. Uh, but most more than likely, it'll be Andy Ruiz on Cinco de Mayo week. But is that a good fight for Andy Ruiz to take? Is it a bad fight for Andy Ruiz to take? It don't seem it don't feel like that would be a good choice, not on Cinco de Mayo. Why not? Deontay Wilder. We that's 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 what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All okay, right. let, let, let us remember that before he faced Tyson Fury, that he won by the skin of his teeth many times. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has to knock, so, you know, he has to catch you with that, that shot, which anyone can get caught within that time. And he said, I only have to be perfect for like 10 seconds. You have to be perfect for 12 rounds. And he's right. That's not like Leon Edwards. Hey, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, well, but, but Rocky did that. Um, it, That's not normally how Rocky fights. That was like the first stoppage that Rocky had in a couple years. So, but that's neither here nor there. This is what Deontay has said. Deontay is absolutely right because Deontay Wilder is not a boxer. He's a slugger. I don't care what he did in the Olympics. He's a slugger and an awkward one at that. So, yeah, can uh, Andrew Ruiz uh, uh, take care of him? Yeah. He can because Andrew so, Ruiz can box and he can slug. So I have to ask this question then. And and I, I feel like I know how you're gonna answer this, but I have to ask this question. I saw a, a conversation on I think it was ESPN a few weeks ago, and they were talking about Deontay Wilder. And the question was, Do you consider him an all-time great? Okay. Is that the question? That's the question. No, Your face just told me everything. <laughs> Next question. All right. <laughs> Moving on. So now and- I'll say this. Is he uh is he a Hall of Famer? Possibly, mm-hmm. because he is uh one of the best of his era. So uh, you know, I'm not going to disparage the man uh totally. I'm gonna tell the truth because that's what I do, I tell the truth, but um, is he one of the greatest? heavyweights of this era yes he is so uh okay you know but much but much of it is due to his athleticism and as time continues to tick on and we don't know which is why i'm really interested in seeing this fight we don't know what he's going to be like after these these drums each time he's lost he's come back or i should say his his uh uh statements have gotten, pardon the pun, wilder and wilder. Right. So, you know, I, I really want to see what he looks like and if he's still uh, the bomb squad screaming Deontay Wilder that we've known. 
Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, for me, I'm just kind of like if, if it's if you're a Hall of Famer, I feel like you're all time great automatically. But I can understand the difference. But I, I don't know. I, I see a lot of people say that it's with Deontay Wilder, you either really like him or you don't. There's really no in between. Mm. So I, I get it. Um, let's move on. So in now in this week's voices marquee matchup, we don't have uh any uh brawlers <laughs> such as Deontay Wilder. Oh, yeah, we do. Do, yeah, do we, we do. are we considering okay? Oh, or you know, let me say let me not say that. We do we have uh people who can brawl? Absolutely. Yeah, but they're not. So we have what looks to be uh this is gonna be a flyweight contenders bout with both fighters actually seeking to gain footing for the winner of the flyweight championship bout that's actually scheduled to take place at UFC 283. So tell us about this voices marquee matchup, why and what we should be looking forward to. So uh the voices marquee matchup for this week is Asker Askarov versus Brandon. Roy Vall. Not gonna say Brandon's nickname because it's not safe for work. Uh anyway, that's gonna be on the Alexa Grasso uh Viviani Araujo card uh out of the, the Apex on Saturday the 15th. Uh the reason that this is the forces marking matchup is because of what you said. The likelihood of the winner fighting for the flyweight title is very, very, very high. Uh, Asker Askarov uh, was a champion regionally in one of the uh, more premier organizations in the the uh, Caucasus Mountain area. He has been doing his thing. He's had some issues with weight, though. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's had, had some issues, been kind of up and down uh, with weight. Uh, when he fought last, he fought uh, Kaikara France who went on to fight for the title next. So he was right there knocking on the door of fighting for the championship. And that was his very, very first loss. What will he do in this fight? Will he be able to bounce back? Uh, You know, is he damaged goods now? I don't think so. Just because of how the, the mental toughness, I should say of the people, you know, from that area, I don't think this loss is going to uh, derail his his career uh, it's a, a stumbling block but not a set not a, a, a absolute setback whereas uh, brandon roy vall is he's just an absolutely amazing action-packed fighter he's three and two in his last five uh asker is uh three one and one he's got a draw in there and that draw if i'm not mistaken was to the uh champion or to the former champion, I should say, and now the interim champion, um, Brandon Moreno. And that that's correct. It was a split draw that he had with him. So he's got history with people at the top. Uh, you know, he lost to Kai Carr, France, but he had a draw with uh, the multiple-time champion in Assassin Baby. Whereas Brandon Royval, like I say, he's three and two in his last five. Um, but he is just action personified. Every time he is in the cage, you know it's going to be a fight. And it's going to be a fight that you want to sit there and watch. At Being at 125, they move uh, so quickly, so rapidly. They are so skilled as well, which is why you said something about the brawling aspect. But, um, yeah, I almost said his name. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, uh, he, he 
he puts it down. He puts it down. He's also had a lot of um, experience with the upper echelon. He beat Kai Card France. Uh, you know, he lost to Brandon Moreno, but it was because he hurt his shoulder. You know, he's lost to uh, a perennial contender in Alessandre Pantoja. You know, he 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 put the brakes on Rogerio Bontarine's uh, hype train. So he's looking to do the same thing with Askarov. And it's probably going to be more of a striker versus grapplers match. And I don't know if Roy Vall has the uh, the grappling chops to to stop. Him because that's all he needs to do. He needs to stop the takedowns. The the way that Asker chains those things together is amazing. Oh, and he's uh deaf, just in case anybody doesn't know about him. So that that uh you know he's in there, he's fighting, but he really can't get uh uh the help of his corner because he can't hear. It should be an absolutely phenomenal fight. This is why it's the voices marking matchup, and on top of that, has major title uh implications, as does the uh, main event on that card. Uh, the next person should be, they should either be next for Valentina Shevchenko at 125, or they should be up next if Valentina and um, um, Tyler Santos run it back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's actually good to know here as far as, you know, because uh, Roy Valve recently stated that chaos and firefights. Is something that he thoroughly enjoys. Uh, in in his six UFC appearances, he's actually won fight of the night three times. Um, and another uh, note that I actually found here is that uh, these two actually have four UFC opponents in common. Um, Askarov is two one and one against them, while Roval is two and two. The only common outcome that they have is their matching wins over Tim Elliott. So yeah, yeah. that's definitely going to be. Um, exciting to see um the the chaos and firefights uh is enough for me already so i don't need to see anything more about it uh so going from that to another bout that I, i'm not sure how we feel about it voice i'm not sure we're going to be excited but when you, when you think of sequels you get excited because you, you think of stuff that we want we get we got bad boys we got ghostbusters you even had the godfather now in this case I'm not sure that this is something we want considering what we saw in the first bout. Now, uh, taking place live Saturday, October 15th at the uh, Ride Lever Arena in Melbourne, Australia. Ching, ching. No, no. That's Rod that Laver. That's how, no, no, no. That's how it literally is said by the Australian man in the in the video that was doing the promo for this bout. Now, I didn't, I didn't watch it. And I do my pronunciation, sir. You're not about mm-hmm. to beat me, man. Devin, That's okay. We're, we're in the U.S. Devin Haney takes on to, uh, the Devin Haney, the undefeated, undisputed lightweight champion, puts his IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO belts on the line uh, against George Cambosis Jr. in a mandatory rematch. <laughs> now, the original saw Haney defeat Cambosis by unanimous decision and what many considered a very soundly win. Now, um, what's funny about this is that Cambosis actually has stated that uh, this is a great opportunity for him. He feels like, uh, he said that he feels like that now that 
they have a brand new referee in this bout. They're really excited because Haney held him most of the fight. And it was tough on him. And if he's expecting a hungry and determined Cambosis, and he's prepared for any uh, adjustments that he brings. He said it was the first time, first title fight where everything was against me. Nothing was working in my favor. And it was a do or die moment. Now, Voice, I have to ask you, based off of these two very contrasting bouts, you would think that Cambosis was, was held the entire bout and Haney was literally in a do-or-die situation. So the first question I have to ask you is, which one of these statements is more correct? Because every else, everything that I saw from that bout and even the feedback that you saw from others, Cambosis was beaten pretty soundly. Yeah, he, he was beaten from pillar to post. Uh, was there some holding? That fight was so long ago, I, I can't remember. I, or I should say, if there was holding, it wasn't to the point where it painted the fight, where it stood out in the fight. Uh, I'm sure there was some from time to time, but this is boxing. And if you can, uh, it's not cheating if you can get away with it. So, uh, you know, from that perspective, Hey, it, you know, it is what it is. You know, but this is the same guy who said, yeah, yeah, you, you thought I came in uh, overweight, but I didn't do that. Yeah, mind, mind games, mind games. Yeah, and the mind game was I lost so so I could come back and, and beat you in, in the, uh, in the what's the name? Yeah, yeah, for less money in a smaller arena and all that. So you have to take what Cambosa says with a grain of salt with that being said. I believe it was more of a do or die for Haney because he, like we talked about uh, in the first segment about uh, Tank and about Crawford, he cut ties with his promotion to make the fight happen. He was betting on himself. He no longer was a co-promoter as he was in the other fights. You know, so he's taking less money and greater risk going over into Cambosis's backyard having everybody against him. Let's not forget his dad didn't get cleared until, you know, maybe about 36 hours before the fight. So, yeah, he he was in a do or die situation because had he lost, that was pretty much it for him. Mm -hmm. Well, there hearing statements that if Cambosis takes another loss, um, Cambosis is actually going to be looking to retire this time around. So I, I, I know we don't provide predictions here, but based off of the first fight, uh, I mean, should should we be expecting a retirement from Cambosis, or are you going to be shocked if he pulls out a win? Yes, to both. I'll be shocked if he pulls out the win. Uh, mm-hmm. Should he be looking to retire? Yes, because there's really nothing else for him to do he's gotten paid handsomely from that last fight he's going to get paid very well from this fight and if you lose what are you going to do next let's not forget though he did beat teofimo lopez that was his third counted third split decision in a row and had Teo not had the issues that he had, you know, let, let's not forget that as well. 
he like literally could have died in the ring because he had a, a torn esophagus and he gotten hit the wrong way, it would have been curtains for him. You know, having all kind of issues, neck blowing up after weigh-ins and all that stuff. You know, he he wasn't fighting the Teofimo Lopez that we know and love. A Teo that was going through all kind of, of, of stuff, not just physically, but behind the scenes. And he was just able to get the split decision before that. You know, and again, the other fights that he's had of notable people, uh, Lee Selby, Mickey Bay, split decision wins. So if he were to beat Haney, yes, that would be a surprise. Again, should he look, should he not should? Would I be surprised by retirement? No, that actually be really the smart thing to do, because from here on out, you just you, you are a stepping stone for whoever it is you fought because you're a former champion. Makes sense. I mean, it's definitely going to be an exciting uh, fight no matter what. I mean, of course, they're still in Cambosa's backyard. But just seeing how Haney's going to go into this more composed, especially considering the fact he felt like people didn't really give him much credit until this fight. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. And also the excitement of what's going to be next for Haney after this bout with a win. Because, I mean, literally all the cards are are in his hand at this point. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, finally, wrapping up your amazing weekend of combat sports, Saturday, October 15th in the O2 Arena in London. It's going to be historic. Uh, WBA, WBC, and WBF, and the ring middleweight champion, Clarissa Shields. Is oh, don't be- forget WBO. She's undisputed. No. No, no, I'm sorry. Savannah has a WBO. Look at you. What's your stuff, let me, let me do this, sir. Uh- I'm human too. So, uh, but yeah, that's right. I'm I'm human, but because uh, I'm really, really close to being perfect. Yeah, you you have to take every opportunity I make. Wow, now you uh, you told me a couple times, sir. Um, before I was that that doesn't uh, take away from the fact that I'm really, really close to being perfect. Before I was interrupted by the flubster here, uh, Clarissa is going to (laughs) face the WBO champion Savannah Marshall to determine the undisputed women. Uh, middleweight championship now the this is actually going to be an all women's boxing card also but one thing to notice about this match is that marshall is the only blemish on the record of shields um and she's stated that she's looking to replicate her 2012 win and what she believes is going to be the biggest fight of her career now shields is is also looking to uh kind of uh deal with that loss in the past, but she also said that she's actually focusing on the future and the possibilities and stated that her last fight against Marshall, she was a completely different woman and she's going to prove it on Saturday. Uh, voice Clarissa has been amazing so far in her career. Um, we do know that this was this, there was this one loss with Marshall. What should we expect from this bout? And does Savannah Marshall truly have a fighting chance when you compare who Clarissa was then to who she is now? What to expect is a, a very spirited fight between the two. Uh, we should expect uh, a lot of animus. We should expect a lot of vitriol. Uh, we should expect some um, bad intentions. We should expect all of those things. Um, as far as Savannah's chances, when you've beaten somebody, you hold a special place in their head. And as you 
accurately stated, it is the only blemish on Clarissa Shields' record ever. Of her 65 amateur bouts, there's only one loss, and that was to Savannah Marshall. Now, that was over 10 years ago. (laughs) So, uh, and, and it's not uncommon for people to lose in the amateurs. It's uncommon for someone to have one loss in such a story amateur career. I mean, Clarissa was uh, uh, in the amateurs from what? 2010 to 2016. So she had six years of amateur bouts and you only lost once. That's pretty phenomenal because anybody can have an off day. And for you to do that well, pretty phenomenal. Uh, Multiple time Olympic gold medalist, pretty phenomenal amateur career and is undefeated as a professional as is marshall uh the greatest difference between them and and here's what's really interesting uh with all that is that they both also come in at 12 bouts so they had the same amount of professional bouts biggest difference is savannah has knocked out 10 of her 12 opponents um clarissa has only knocked out two however level of competition has a lot to do with it and many of the people that uh she fought they were just you know it's like okay you 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 out there you know you 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 know you're this you're that but you can't knock the fact that she's knocked out her last what about eight opponents mm-hmm. um Again, and what Clarissa will say is, you know, level of competition. You're not fighting anybody. I'm fighting, you know, the, these championship bouts. You know, you're not fighting anybody, which she's got a point as far as that's concerned. Uh, the championship bouts for um, for Savannah Marshall just start happening in, you know, 2020. But she knocked all of them out, too. So you, you can't take that away uh, from her. Do I think that? Clarissa is a different fighter. I will hope she's a different fighter 10 years later, but I will hope the same thing uh, goes for Savannah Marshall as well. I I can't wait to see the fight because like I said, there's been a lot of uh, animus and build up to the fight. And I want to see who's going to be able to, uh, to really back up what they've been saying. Well, I did my research on that one. And looking back on it, Clarissa Shields actually feels like she won that fight. But if you go back and you read the articles about it, she stated that the only reason she won is that the judges weren't giving her the points in that uh, Savannah ran the entire fight. So I'm wondering exactly what will be the game plan for Savannah this time, if that's true. Um, I couldn't find any footage of, of the bout. Um, but you know, Clarissa's amazing. I mean, she, I believe she's the first fighter male or woman to hold, uh, all belts in two weights at one time. Correct. Like simultaneously. If you're saying it, I believe it. She's, (laughs) she's held so many different belts at so many different weight classes. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, now the thing that stands out most about what you just said is that that was in the amateurs. Amateurs are not as long as pro fights. You got 10 two-minute rounds. Will you be able to run away that whole time, uh, you know, stick and move? I mean, now, granted, 
it sounds like uh, um, spoiled milk on uh, Clarissa's end because the object of the game in boxing is hit and don't be hit. So if you can use your your ring generalship to stick and move, you win the fight. Now, is it, you know, oh, well, you're not fighting because you're not engaging me. This is not a street fight. This is boxing. And if you can stick and move, you win the fight. So, uh, but that's not the way that she's been fighting lately, uh, Marshall, uh, as far as things are concerned, because you can't stick and move and be knocking everybody out. You have to sit down on your shots to do that. So we'll see what happens, uh, you know, when they step into the squared circle on Saturday. Awesome. It's going to be a great bout and a great card. Um, We're going to be wrapping up here. Before I know that you said there's one more bout that you actually wanted to mention before we wrap up. Yeah, uh, that is not the only uh, title fight on that card. In the co-main event, you have... Um, you have Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner, and they have been about as spicy <laughs> as um, as Shields and Marshall have been. I mean, uh, you know, Baumgartner has been talking big, big head uh, regarding things, as well as Michaela Mayer uh, has been as well. Uh, both of these ladies are from the U.S., so unlike the um the main event they both have the same same kind of things working against them with this fight being pushed back because i mean they were ready to go uh i think they if they hadn't weighed in they were preparing to weigh in when they called the fight due to the uh, official mourning period because of the death of the queen now they have to travel back to the UK. Now they have to weigh in all over again. Not that everyone else doesn't have to do that. Uh, well, M- Marshall doesn't because she's from the UK, but uh, the other three have to do that. But yeah, that they have been talking mad, mad head, and I am looking forward to seeing how uh, how this fight is going to go. This is yet another. Uh, unification about uh to an extent i mean uh you've got three real titles on the line and one wannabe title uh in the ibo i'm sorry uh ibo if you're out there and you're listening um you you know who you are and you know what you are you're gaining prominence but there there are four belts that people recognize (laughs) and ibo is not one of them um you know, but you've got the IBF, the WBC, and the WBO super featherweight titles on the line. Um, a win should really have the winner looking to move up and wait to try to face Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor, uh, outside of Clarissa Shields, is the face of women's boxing, and she's been plying her trade at 135. A fight against a uh, champion, a name champion like a Michaela Mayer or then a uh, Alicia Baumgartner would be huge, absolutely huge. And probably the biggest fight that uh, Taylor could get at this time outside of maybe a rematch with Amanda Serrano, which doesn't look very likely. And Serrano was a little too, too light for her. She really was. With that being said, if they do stay at 130 or in one of the lower weight classes, Uh, either going down to or allowing um, Serrano to come up to face them 
will be phenomenal as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it sounds like there's going to be an amazing, amazing weekend of combat sports. We thank you for joining us again for another amazing episode of the main card. You got to see me be basically perfect for another episode. And the only and, one almost perfect person. You saw on this alter twice in the, in the second time was just tragically, but you know, it's okay because we get knocked down and we get back up. You know, I think that's the song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so voice, uh, as we end out, uh, is there any final words that you want to share with the good people? No, uh, just really looking forward to uh, all the fights uh, this weekend. Like I said, so many. There's another card going on in Australia at the same time, or I should say, on the same day of the Haney Cambosis fights. So, I mean, it's just it's so much boxing. I look forward to being uh in my seat uh my captain's chair and fight central for dotto just just taking in all of the the fisticuffs that is humanly possible great day great day well thank you good people for joining us uh you already know uh mtmv sports this is literally what we do there's so many amazing shows that you could uh watch stream even be a part of um also if you get a chance check out our website we got some great articles by some amazing writers um uh, our boy c michael actually just dropped an amazing article uh for the memphis grizzlies that may make you a memphis, memphis grizzlies fan if you're not a Sixers fan um so as we go out uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Tuesday, 7.15 Eastern Standard Time. Voice, uh, take us out. Until next time, fight the good fight. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.